0: Demons run when a good man goes to war. Night will fall and drown the sun when a good man goes to war. Friendship dies and true love lies. Night will fall and the dark will rise when a good man goes to war. Demons run, but count the cost. The battle's won, but the child is lost.
1: Two!
2: Two, two, three.
3: This is Kari Payton, I'm Ezekiel on The Walking Dead, and I love listening to Two True Freaks Network. I think
0: maybe you should too. Watch Legion. It's a plug for the other show, Weekly Heroics, Watch Legion. Hi, welcome to your Fear the Walking Dead cast, and uh, I'm Scott, hi, and we're doing the whole big Season 8 finale of The Walking Dead, and thanks AMC. We're also gonna do <laughs> the uh, season four um, uh, first episode for for Fear the Walking Dead because they decided to cram them both into one night together. And I'm joined by our full crew finally again this uh, this season because we we had to lose a couple members for a while, but they went off and, and hired Oceanside and some other minions, and uh, they're back and in, in for the finale of the war. So Brian and Beth Hughes are back, yay! Yay! Mikey Z, yeah. Zombie Killer Extraordinaire, is with us, yeah. and David Pasquale actually sends it along his regards and uh, didn't feel like he had enough to add to the episode, and so he had to bow out. And uh, do thank we? You, thank you for considering. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope so. Well, we certainly have enough. And I, I asked David because we mentioned it on the show, but. Uh, I, I love you, David, but I was secretly kind of hoping you'd say no, because we got a stacked deck tonight, kids. Um, we're going to mm-hmm. cover two episodes, which... Maybe we can get, maybe we can get David on in the off-season. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, well, yeah. that would be an interesting... We should talk to him. We should do, like, just a David-centric episode, because he has started watching. I think he's about middle of second season, so I do kind of want to see what he... How he feels about the show, now that he's actually viewing it, as opposed to just listening to us describe it. I assume
4: Fear's going to go on a break. Maybe we can get him in then.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe, you know, unless they're just going to, uh, who knows. They're,
4: they're not going to do 16 in no No,
0: no. All right, but we got tons to do. Um, and, and let's call it what it is. This this was basically <laughs> one extended Walking Dead episode, and I'm a little pissed they chose to go this way. But second viewing on both of them, I warmed up to it. But my first viewing on both of these, I was not real happy camper. It kind of
4: makes me think that The Walking Dead is definitely going to do a time jump. Probably. And Which, this show is going to fill in uh, the time The Walking Dead not occupying.
5: What I found interesting was, um, I think it was Greg Nicotero, Senator Scott Kemple was saying that Morgan may actually go back to Walking Dead at some point.
0: Well, yeah, they'd have to keep it at the same time then, so... All right, we're not going to get into that. We need to barrel through this. (laughs) I'm going to be a mean producer tonight. I apologize in advance.
5: (laughs) Well, it's your world. We're just living in it.
0: (laughs) And I'm still on. I don't know if you or Beth have been. I don't think you've even been on since I moved, maybe. Well, yeah, you must have been. Yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah. Still dealing with the not being able to smoke while talking thing, which is difficult. And so I have about a good hour and a half maybe is my threshold for Until my nerves start like stabbing me in the brain and telling me get out and get nicotine now or die. So. (laughs)
5: Wait, wait, wait! What is this? Because you can't smoke in the the apartment. No, you have to go outside.
0: Yep. Which is in a way great because I've basically cut down my smoking in half, if not more. So that's an awesome thing for my health, but not so good for my nerves because I used to do everything while smoking. Will they let you vape indoors? Probably, yeah, so I'm I'm looking into that. So, The Walking Dead, Season 8, Episode 16, title is Wrath, and we get a flashback, and uh, Rick is walking with three-year-old Coral, presumably before the apocalypse, because he was at least ten, walking down a country road, and back in the present, Rick is tucking in Grace, the little baby that he orphaned, and (laughs) Sadiq comes in, and he asks Sadiq to tell him how Carl got bit. And just, he basically goes through the whole story. Um, why a zombie? You right, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but he he does the whole story about why his uh, you know why he was doing you know his mother and, and her belief that the soul gets stuck and so they're liberating souls. And uh, th- this scene for me was actually kind of simultaneously the one saving grace of this episode and season, and also like the biggest neon sign of what was wrong with it. I'll try to explain that in a little bit, but Andrew Lincoln sold me in this scene that he kind of finally got what Carl's wishes were and made the change of heart. And I applaud the the actors and writers on this scene, but the problem that causes for me, and I'll ask you all your opinion on this in a second. um, The problem that causes for me goes back to why wasn't Rick listening to Carl's dying wish from his own son's lips enough to make the change. And it had to be the letter and then Sadiq. And if anything, I would have placed this Sadiq scene soon after Carl said it and then just have like Rick be on board with the whole mercy thing for the whole episode because I just thought it, I've thought that the whole Rick to murdery to mercy thing wasn't earned this season. So anyone else's thoughts on that?
4: I don't, I think when Carl was dying, despite the circumstances, Rick was still blaming Negan. Yeah. I'm not sure he was in a position to...
0: to for his mind
4: to go that way.
0: Right. That's acceptable.
4: Maybe hearing it... Maybe hearing from Sadiq is what finally...
5: Yeah, I think that there's just too many emotions. You know, when you're at war... And you've got yourself programmed a certain way. There's so many emotions that sit there and run, especially when you're running hot all the time. And, you know, he had to deal with the death. He had the grief of it, which, you know, is still so fresh.
4: The mind is not thinking rationally at that point.
5: Right. And, and then there's so many aspects of it, too. I mean, Carl, you actually having to take his own life just to spare everybody else the, the thought of having to do it after he turns. That in itself is just... Ugh. You know, and, 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 and then to go beyond all that and dealing with Negan on on almost day-to-day things to the walkie-talkies. And reading the letter, you know, it just puts more salt in the wound of all the things that he got to say or didn't get to say, didn't get to do, didn't get to show him. And then you start thinking of the things that he never got a chance to do. You know, Rick doesn't know that he got his first kiss or whether he got... You know anything in that regard? He never got the first dance. He never got all that stuff, and so you you, you have to deal with all that, and then to come up to all this. So it, it, it's it, there's you there's, you can make an argument for both ways that he could have gone both ways, and I think I think they represented it well enough. Beth,
1: I think he was just angry. I really think that he didn't want to hear anybody's opinion. He wanted to go by the way of how he felt because he was happy being angry.
4: Yeah, good.
1: Do you I, know what I'm saying? No, no, I, I
4: oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, when you're angry, when he's angry, he doesn't have to face his grief.
1: Yeah. Right. It helped. Yeah. It helped. That's how he felt like dealing with his grief over his son's death would serve him best. But I think that even Michonne working on him. Constantly reminding him that he needed to read this letter, that there needs to be an after. Carl was right and respecting what Carl was asking, that she could see that he didn't want any of that. He didn't want to hear it. He didn't want to be told anything about it. It would just make him more upset and piss him off and he would drift further away.
0: Yeah. Let's but face slowly, it,
1: yeah.
0: Oh sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, but slowly she she just, you know, was able to work him to the point where he needed to listen.
0: Yeah, and, and, did, the, was... and
4: did the incident with Morgan need to happen too?
0: Well, yeah, and Morgan actually points that out. So I think Morgan was a Morgan was both his bad enabler and finally the guy that called him out on it too. So, uh, and he's also
4: the, seen what the death of Morgan's son,
0: yeah, yeah, has done to him. Yeah, um, yeah. As I said, man, I thought this was a great scene, and it, it does it finally. And you guys just help win me over even more because that's what's been rolling around in my head since I I rewatched it. And I'm like. It still pisses me off that it, the writers can't show up to the fucking last episode, but we, we, we've gotten used to that. Uh, but, yeah, I think it tied it together now. I think you guys are all right that it was just, the, and I was given Rick too hard of a time for not getting it sooner. But, I, you know, I, I don't even have a child to worry about losing, so I, I have no context for that. So, um, so yeah, uh, good thoughts, everyone. That, that was... An important scene and kind of saving the season. I, I, most of the reviews I've read kind of have agreed with us on that one.
4: See the problem this show runs into with sixteen, with the way it's approaching the material, it doesn't have enough story for the amount of episodes
0: it has. It can. We've gone over that a million times, so I don't want to revisit it. But it's you know, it's a matter of it's a matter of writing. If you want to put the effort in, it can be done. I've seen shows do it, you know, with the same formula. Breaking Bad. You know, there was never a, they were shorter. You know, I think they were ten at the end of their their run, maybe eight or ten. I don't I don't remember exactly, but I mean, there was never a wasted moment. You know, it's it's all about economy of story storytelling, and if you can, you know, or density of of storytelling, if you need to.
4: Breaking Bad off a better writers than no comic book.
0: Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, but arguably, you know, the comic book should make the writers better because all they have to do is variations on a theme that's already been proven to, to work so
1: but see i think a part of what made this show great from the get-go in the beginning was the writing that's what made it so popular that and the fact that you know they're living in a world of today and what would happen or the idea of what would happen if this really happened and i think the, the stories they had in it, Carol's story was really, you know, down to the bone of a woman who gets, you know, abused. I, I mean, we're just going to weed out the people that that don't belong in it. Merle was another one, him and his brother. You know, I mean, they had great storytelling in the beginning, which had us engaged
0: well, and the main problem with this show is that it's, it is kind of a very, you have to re- keep recycling the, the formula, so it's, I just think they've gotten yeah. lazy on how they've...
1: I do too. Yeah. They have gotten lazy. Where The story in the middle needs to be as great as the story in the end and, and very you know, beginning. Yeah. yeah. Where's the story in the middle? We're missing the meat, people.
0: Yeah. Well, so they, they, they wrapped up some things well this time, and other things I didn't think they did so well, but let's continue. Uh, The Hilltopper is mobilized to ambush the Saviors, of course. Henry is all optimistic. Everyone's kind of, we get a little preparing for war scene, and You know, Ezekiel predicts it could be the last morning. This is just a brilliantly funny scene. Ezekiel sitting next to Jerry, you know, and Ezekiel's just kind of doom and gloom, or at least being realistic. He's like, could be the last morning for some of us, Jerry. And Jerry's just like, we're not. Cobbler. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, it could be. I'm not giving up my cobbler for shit, King. But yeah, (laughs) Jerry just is just a string of like, we're not losing shit. And, and if Jerry ever dies, I lose my shit, writers. I'm just putting that out there now. Uh, but that was just, it's just, you can't not put him in a scene and not have it be awesome. <laughs> so yeah. You need to, more Jerry.
1: <laughs> His smile makes you smile. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs>
5: it is contagious. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So Rick, Maggie, Carol, Michonne, Daryl, and Rosita discuss their plan of attack. Michonne wonders if they can trust intelligence delivered by Gregory. No, duh.
4: No, you can't. But
0: for the plot, we need to. Uh, Morgan looks around Hilltop, confused and out of sorts. He's pretty much left the building again at this point, and he strides aggressively towards Alden and the Saviors, who are helping to clear walkers outside and on their way back in, and he's just about, ah, you must kill all of them. And he knocks someone to the ground before realizing it's young Henry, and he almost pokes him in the face, and Rick suggests to Morgan, you know, when Rick uh, Rick Grimes is saying, all right, dude, you need to take it down a level that you need to listen, <laughs> he's, he needs to maybe stay back, you know, it's like, hey, you know, we got this, man, we're not sure you're ready for the field. Take a know. mental health day. But, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but more, take a mental health height to a new show, but Morgan <laughs> vows to finish the Saviors, and he's like, neither one of us are any better than, you know, we're, we're, we're both awful people, Rick. We might as well just do this and figure out what happens afterwards. Maggie refuses to let Alden and the other saviors' prisoners join the fight, though, and she's, she's you can see the murder in her eye at this point. And, uh, yeah, it's said nice of Rick finally telling Morgan that he's kind of scaring folks. <laughs> And uh, then Morgan As I said he, he tells Rick He's like you know dude you, you gave these guys Your word back at the other place And you murdered them anyway And he's like it's what we had to do But it's just like pot meat kettle meat pot <laughs> and, and yeah I think that is A little seed of, of Rick finally getting it It was like the I think Sadiq was the straw that broke the camel's back And, and Morgan just kind of Hammered it home Although uh, We'll get to the although Although Rick's army marches to battle. Him and Michonne hand in hand. on. Oh, we finally roll credits after ten minutes. Saviors mobilize at the sanctuary. Uh, Negan sends a now disgraced and bound Dwight away to the staging area, and Eugene informs Noggin that uh, Negin, Negan that he uh <laughs> yeah uh, Laugh track Tina's on well us tonight too. Oh, <laughs> uh, so you. the ma-
4: the major disappointment of this episode, we did get another shot of zombie Simon.
0: No, I know how, how could you not? Smile. Yeah, that's one of my big. You know, he. Sh- you should have had Zombie Simon eat somebody, man. That just should have been how it went down. That's going to be
5: interesting if they show him next season as they go back. Oh yeah, you know what? But it's all a matter of whether or not they bring in. Yeah. You know, Steve Og. No, I
0: think Stephen Ogg has gotten his last paycheck. I don't think they're going to yeah, bother with that.
5: <laughs> yeah. He
4: just looks so happy on that fence.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Negan, uh, shoots a dummy-labeled Rick with his, uh, test bullet that Eugene gives him and grins, and, uh, he gives a map to two of saviors, Lance and Duke, and sends them out on a little mission, and Rick leads a scout team to spy on Lance and Duke's group as they set up a roadblock, Negan, Laura, Eugene, and Gabriel drive out together, and Negan's spouting monologue, you know, just telling Gabriel is like a Bond villain, just telling him his entire plan, uh, and he's like, well, guess what, Lance and, uh, Lance and Duke are, are cannon fodder. We sent them out as a distraction, you know, as a sacrifice play. Uh, and, and Gabriel's, you know, a little horrified, of course, and, um, you know, sacrificing the pawns. But Rick's scout team kills Lance's group. No surprise. Finds the map and unaware that it's a decoy. Um... You know, they're following that plan now And Morgan kills a man who was trying to surrender And then he hallucinates seeing Jared This was pretty funny too Who kind of mocks him for his killing ways And uh, Jesus snaps him out of it And Rick radios Maggie With a new ambush location indicated on the map Yeah, I like Jared, Jared's uh, reappearance in this It was best seen, actually He was just like, dude, you should try death, basically <laughs> He said <Yeah>. something to <laughs> that effect <laughs> He's just not going to happen. He's like, you think you're going to get out of this without, you know, killing everyone or something?
4: Went from bad Jesus to good Jesus. Mm hmm
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But even though we kind of get bad Jesus later in a way. Uh, Of course, Gabriel jumps out of Negan's car and makes a run for it. Uh, Laura and Eugene capture him, though, and Negan gives uh, Gabriel a gut shot with Lucille, orders him back in the car. Rick's army uh, crosses a field. Not using cover whatsoever, of course. Yeah, Jesus, sorry, <laughs> it's my pet peeve. Jesus, just ju- like uh, the saviors
4: marching onto the middle of the hilltop court. Oh court-
0: court- yeah, it's like the fucking Revolutionary War, and you know the British still marching in formation, and it's like, and so is the other army. Guess what? If we had marched in formation uh, in the Revolutionary War, we wouldn't be having this conversation, <laughs> or we'd be having it with an Andrew Leyland accent, more accurately. <laughs> Oh, that would be nice. (laughs) That would be. Uh, Jesus our apologies to the entire United Kingdom for those accents. Jesus suggests Morgan abstain from uh, killing people by reserving the sharp end of the stick for the walkers and the blunt side for the living. And a massive herd we see looming in the distance, like huge. Um, It appeared out of, they crawled out of the earth right there. It was a mass grave. A convoy of saviors approaches hilltop. Tara, Cal, I guess, surprisingly, I think, actually survives this episode, and others arm themselves. Rick's army advances to the ambush spot. Whistling uh, begins, the Negan whistle, and Negan reaches Rick via walkie-talkie to explain that he's surrounded, and Negan and the saviors appear on the crest of a hill in a massive line and open fire. Their uh, guns, not only do they have a bullet factory, they apparently have cloning vats because there's a shit ton of saviors that really probably shouldn't be there. But their guns blow up and uh, Eugene has made explody bullets and uh, Rick's army charges and the battle begins in earnest. Um, So what are your guys' thoughts about the the, uh, Eugene betrayal? Uh, They had me sold last episode. I knew
4: Eugene was doing something.
0: They actually had yeah, me but, sold last episode that he wasn't, that he was totally Team Negan, so it almost pisses see, me I, off. I,
4: but we talked last yeah. week. I saw it the exact opposite way.
0: Yeah.
5: Mm. Well, let's talk I just didn't. a little bit about the logistics <laughs> of it all. I mean, what this would take was Eugene making everybody completely reload their guns with his bullets mm-hmm. when they might have already had bullets in their gun. One you know, would think, he, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he would have to get everybody to take their old bullets out and put these in. And make sure nobody fires a gun until yeah. they actually get to the the ambush point. And I was just like, man, there's too many things that could have gone wrong yeah. with that. But, but again, you know, this is the writer's paradise, so let the writers.
0: Yeah, no, write. I, did, I didn't like it for those same reasons, Brian. Because it's, it's unreasonable to believe that somebody else wouldn't have wanted to test the ordinate. We're going to test one bullet, you know, out of the whole mess that you've made, you know, and... and you know, from Eugene's gun, I just don't see Negan as being that stupid or, or not that, you know, so not thorough, you know, that he would he would want to make sure his plan was all dialed in before he executed it. That's, that's how he's been portrayed, is this guy who's got his shit together. So I hate it when any character that's usually been very competent, the plot needs them to be stupid. And we've said this over and over. So, yeah. I don't know.
1: I bought it. I, I really bought it. I was
2: oh,
0: I like, ah,
1: fuck you, man. I I can't <laughs> believe you do that to your own people. I was pissed.
5: <laughs> you know. Yeah, I was and, glad. I, I was glad. I was sitting there with she'll tell you we we're watching. I'm going, yes, you know, yeah. and 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 all that. But at the same time, you're later on, you're sitting there thinking about it. And you go, man, that should not have worked. Yeah. And and it kind I'm of sorry, stretches sorry. the no
0: no no. You're right, man. It's. it's that's that's the kind of details my my brain goes to. Is
5: I was just apologizing for stepping over my wife while she was uh, talking.
0: Uh, I'm for that one. Later. What what I don't buy is that nobody was able Sorry. to kill Eugene as soon as it happened. Like that Negan didn't instantly take a bat to his face, although you know he his hand blew up too. But um, and I don't, I'm not sure why the back of Gabriel's head didn't blow up either because it was pointed right at his head, wasn't it? Um, but. Yeah, whatever. Cuz of Ma- plot magic exploding bullets. I wasn't happy with it, but there it is. Uh, I was happy enough with enough of this that I'll give that one a pass, But That's
4: one of those things that it had to be something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I don't, I don't I thought they sold it. It feels like a gimple fake out to me that, you know, that oh no, Eugene's totally bad, so he's probably going to die at the end. He's betrayed his friends completely. Um and it was a fake out. And, and See, uh, I thought he I thought he was a load of my blanks. Yeah, that would have been equally as effective, but not quite as, you know, fun oh, to watch.
5: No, no, this is definitely more effective, because yeah. it, it, it took so many of them out. Yeah. I mean, many of them just got, you know, shrapnel to the face, and that was it. Yeah, it
0: was a big morale killer, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, just blanks wouldn't have really yeah sent them into surrender mode quite as quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Because they were like the Iraqis in the first Gulf War, man. They're like, nope, fuck this, <laughs> 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 fuck this guy with the bat. Nope. <laughs> oh. uh-huh. So um, yeah, Regina does try to attack Eugene for sabotaging the ammunition, actually, and Rosita shoots uh, her, instantly killing her and saving Eugene. Um, oh, missed this one. Hilltoppers evacuate. Tara worried uh, that the wailing of the baby will put the savers on their trail. Actually, smart move. Stays behind to fight, and all and the other prisoners insist on helping her. Morgan goes to kill a savior, but at the last moment, heeds Jesus' advice and knocks him out instead. So he's done a 180 within ten minutes. <laughs> Tara and the prisoners prepare to attack. To only their surprise, uh, Cindy and the Oceansiders come in as the cavalry, ambushing the saviors with Molotov cocktails that explode way, way bigger than an actual Molotov cocktail does. Uh, but you know, special, oh, but facts.
5: that was fine. Yeah,
0: it was, but Aaron gets on screen for like a fraction of a second to remind us that he brought them. Uh, but it's just like, I knew this was It's just that we knew this was happening and that's what kind of pisses me off about it. And they just come in with fucking Molotovs. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's been nice to see one scene of him actually convincing them. Cause the last time we saw them, they were standing around Aaron in mud Watching
4: him starve,
0: watching him starve, <laughs> and yeah. not saying anything because they, and they apparently couldn't afford any lines for him this week either. <laughs> but I'm assuming Oceanside will be part of the whole. What comes after moving forward? So hopefully some of those ladies will get to speak. <laughs> Rick runs out of bullets and goes to fight Negan hand to hand, as we probably figured he would. And a framed stained glass window that we've been seeing in shadowy foreboding stuff uh, hangs from a nearby tree. Uh, Negan gains the upper hand and um, really no forgiveness for Negan not just winning this one but Regan, Regan? They're they're Regan now. They might as well be a couple. Rick asked Negan to grant him 10 seconds to describe the future Carl envisioned and Negan briefly, I just this was very comic accurate sorry about spoiling but
5: um, I, I, I wanted to hear that.
0: Yeah, I, I mean yeah, it doesn't matter. Negan survives in the comics too, and it's very similar to this. Yeah, um,
4: this is the one thing they got right.
0: Yeah, uh, reasonably, but well, man, wasn't the the scene the, clunky? The just... neck
4: wound looked a lot worse in the show
0: than it did in the comic. Right. Yeah.
5: The Rick begging for the ten seconds that that really bugged me. That was almost uh man. You've lost. You've lost. Yeah. And only thing ten seconds is going to give you is one of your people chance enough to kill Negan. There's no reason why you should grant it.
0: Yeah, and yeah, that's it. Just I guess it really worked for me better in the comics than it did. Oh, it so, definitely did. Than it did on screen because for one, Jeffrey Dean just had the. I could not understand the choice he made with the look on his face <laughs> in that scene. I was just like halfway between crying and. Am I really getting paid to do this stupid scene? And I just, I just didn't buy it at all. And it just should have ended with. Rick with a bat in his face.
4: And plus, wouldn't it have been worth it to hear hear, uh, Andrew Lincoln ask Jeffrey Dean, how fucking stupid are you? Like Rick did in the comics. Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) Um, Because that's what it comes down to. It's like Negan was hit with the stupid plague just the right time again. So, what were you going to say, Beth?
1: No, I just, that whole thing right there, I was just like, really? Wah?
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's just yeah. It just so felt unearned And, you know, I don't know Everyone did one. it was 180 show You know, Gabriel, everybody just fucking Flipped instantly this this time One Morgan more than anybody but. See,
4: I was surprised when, you know, when the Slash the throat looked so bad Yeah so I'm Like, oh wait, are they going
0: to kill him? They like, did, and know, it was I... another Gimple fake out Because they kind of had me convinced for a second That they had done it So it was another Glenn under the dumpster
5: I was going, I can't believe they killed him.
0: Yeah, I, I did can't too. They
4: killed him.
5: How did he survive that?
0: I was actually applauding it. You know, well, yeah. He, we he had super
5: know. medic there.
0: Uh, <laughs> super medic who's only just started treating major trauma. Yeah. Just no band, bandage,
1: bandage that up.
0: Uh huh. And,
1: and a little further down the road, you know, I don't really want to jump ahead, but the fact that he could speak. After that
4: shit, yeah. no, I don't well, think so. Uh, oh, I'm hoping next season he speaks like the Kurgan did it, Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that
0: would be good. Just yeah. uh, hire uh, Clancy Brown to voice it. Hi, I'm
6: Candy.
0: Of course you are. Um, <laughs> he's still around. He's, he, he's working, man.
3: Happy Halloween, ladies. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, there it is. Rick suddenly slits his uh, throw the shard of glass, um, and Negan falls to the ground. And, yep, they had me sold, too. I'm like, cool, they killed him. I'm like, now we're totally without a roadmap. But, no, Rick instantly orders uh, Sadiq to save him. Maggie wasn't sure I bought Lauren Cohen's screening. This pissed screen me either. off. Yeah.
4: Because, you know what? Hey, Maggie fucking started this. Yeah. And she has done nothing in two seasons other than... Sit in that hilltop and not give birth.
0: Pretty much, yeah.
4: <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and now she's gonna sit there and scream. No, it's not over. They leave dead.
0: Yeah. Fuck you. Shut up. I mean, that was pretty comic. That was comic accurate too. But that was that was all. That was all uh, hormones from the baby. That's you know, it's the only way to explain
5: uh, Maggie's every turn in this episode. She left. It, she left her office
4: at the hilltop twice in the past two seasons.
0: All feminist angry letters go to Brian's email on that one. I didn't say that. Uh.
5: No, I, I said it. I'll accept it. I'll accept the consequences if you want to yell at me fine. <laughs> Look, getting pregnant does
1: not give you the right to have so much hatred.
0: Yeah, but getting your husband's head bashed in front of you probably does.
1: But she hasn't done shit since then.
0: No, but... That's, that's been her. She's been hiding and plotting, um, and she's still plotting. I just, I honestly didn't buy the scream from Lauren Cohen. She felt like she was kind of phoning it in, but I don't know.
4: Oh, anyway, I thought I thought it was too over the top.
0: Yeah, a little. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was.
5: You know, the thing is, the thing is, you, you, it's funny you're making these Highlander references because when Maggie heard that Negan was gonna live she screamed like Kate did when she found out that Connor was being banished. Mm-hmm. It was the exact same scream to me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so,
0: it's all I mean, that's,
5: that's exactly what I heard.
0: I thought she did. I mean, when, when she came up and hadn't seen Beth for a while and came up and Daryl's carrying her out of the hospital then that was a fucking primo breakdown moment. But this one I just didn't It was. Didn't get.
1: And it was a moment that deserved it. This yeah. did not deserve that. You know, I could see her trying to get to him to make something happen to finish it off. Yeah. You know, she wanted it that bad. But why are you going to now you want to hate Rick all of a sudden? Because, yeah, and you know, it,
5: it's just if bullshit. It had been any of us, if it had been any of us or even Daryl right there, they would not have just walked up and kept Megan right there in front of Nick anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that seemed to be a more logical approach to it rather than screaming It's just no.
1: all, they all decided to stand idly by and allow it to happen. If they right. didn't want to fucking happen, since when do you, if you've been doing your own thing behind Rick's back anyway, why not fucking do it, yeah. chicken shits?
4: Well, didn't didn't some, someone held back Maggie? Didn't somebody?
0: Yeah, Michonne did, yeah. I mean, I don't know if she's going to go and bite him to death or whatever, but, you know, to rip Sadiq off of him. I mean, I guess that was her plan. But...
4: Was Daryl uh, there? Uh, I don't
0: know. Was he?
4: I, I lost track of Daryl in the, in the film. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he disappeared. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Rick orders the saviors to return home, and for some reason everyone just fucking listens to him. Proclaims that uh, Negan's rule is over. But essentially says, but if you don't agree with me, I'm going to end up being like me and fucking fucking you up. Um,
4: The Savior story ended uh, better in the comics.
0: Mm -hmm, Yeah. Um, He points to the massive herd in the distance. I like this line. He's like, we're life. That's death. I actually thought this was a fairly good Rick speech and and fairly true to the comics in a way. Um, They must unite to fight the Walkers, which has been missing in the show for a while so that might be a welcome change too eugene confirms to rosita that he was the one that blew up to Saviors' munitions duh and she punches him in the face for vomiting on her and eugene just says fair play (laughs) right
4: (laughs) fair enough fair enough (laughs) probably broken jaw (laughs) yeah
0: and morgan gives his armor to carol to pass along to henry and grow into it i guess and light like, dances on Rick's face as he weeps under a tree, and we get the scene where he says, my mercy has prevailed over my wrath. And Alden tells Maggie that he would like to stay at Hilltop to help build a stronger community. He's like, I, you know, for, I, it struck me. He's like, I've been reading that key to the future book, and I'm thinking, what are they just passing this around to anyone that wants to, you know, it's like literally the only copy of this fucking thing. And Maggie's just handing it out to saviors to fucking Well, Maggie browse. wasn't reading Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> But I thought it was kind of a lapse in security for the saviors to be reading the, the secret fucking wasteland. Well, was anybody right other than him? What? Is that
5: guy right there, I think they've been giving that guy right there a little room because they see in him someone that's not trying to double-cross
0: them. There's giving I them a little room, like giving him extra bathroom and food privileges, and then there's giving him the keys to the future. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> So,
1: but hey. I think he's Maggie's love interest or the guy who's going to bring her back down to earth, mm-hmm. you know. Could be that. Maybe Could- I, I don't know. He's got a future in this somewhere, somehow, and it's going to have to do with Maggie.
0: I like the actor, and they, they seem to have a good, like, starting chemistry. So, yeah. <laughs> no, he, I, I'm yeah. I'm yeah.
4: like the chief engineer of the hilltop
0: or something. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, he already said he was definitely doing that.
0: Yeah. Oh, he's going to engineer some stuff at the hilltop, Poison Girls. I don't Never <laughs> All right, you well, can send the emails I, to apparently me. Apparently
4: now. somebody's going to engineer oh. a windmill because the uh, Walking Dead is in negotiations, apparently. Yep. With the yep. town that they shoot in. To build it. Yep. To, to put a 55-foot windmill on the Alexandria
0: side. Yep. yep. So, Rosita we... we... Go ahead, Beth.
5: No, no I didn't say anything. No. Oh. Why would anybody say no to a windmill? It, it's too tall It's obstructive
0: <laughs> Well I mean the town that they've already kind of I've read stories where this town is at A lot of this The areas that Walking Dead film in Aren't really that happy about it <laughs> It kind of fucks their world up For as long as they're there uh, Brings in and money they, but still fucks their world up
4: And they want it yeah. up for three years
0: Yeah yeah. So uh, that's, that's some optimistic thinking but uh, we get kind of the Lord of the Rings endings to <laughs> to this uh, this episode. And Rosita and Tara deliver supplies to the sanctuary where their saviors are rebuilding their compound. And Rosita nods at Laura, who's planting a garden now, and you know, <sighs> all feeling huggy and kumbaya like. So glad they're together here at the end of all things. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Darrell leases Dwight into the woods with a set of car keys after Dwight begs for his life a little bit. All right, is, that, is
4: that like the catch and release program?
0: Yeah. I I would have preferred it if they kept Dwight just kind of like, look, I know I've earned this, you know, do what you got to do. But they kind of have him beg at the end and I didn't like that a lot. I thought they, I thought Dwight, Dwight's the only reason he survived this long after, you know, getting with, is that he has shown a bit of honor, you know, and loyalty. So, I wish they had kind of let him have that at at the end there, too. But he gets away, and he, he, you know, so he would But this is what
1: I don't get. How the fuck is Daryl going to let him go and all that shit when he wants to be pissed at Rick over this same shit?
4: Yeah, well.
1: If that's not a fucking hypocrite, what is?
4: Daryl is not one of the the great
0: thinkers. (laughs) No. No. No, nah, but he's, you know. You know, he had he knows the Sherry story, too, and so he's like, go find Sherry. So I thought that kind of sold it for me. So Morgan goes to the junkyard and invites Jadis to join Rick's community, and she accepts his offer, and we find out her name is Anne. But he's, of course, staying behind alone in the heaps, and she's like, well, why the fuck are you staying here trying to get mean?
4: He was evicting her so he could move in.
0: I don't work well with people right now, yeah. Uh... Dwight drives to his old house, finds a note um, from Sherry, and he smiles, so presumably that story isn't over. Uh, Whispers! Carol, Ezekiel, Jerry, and Henry return to the kingdom. Maggie meets Jesus and Daryl and declares that Rick shouldn't have spared Negan's life, of course, and she uh, vows to prove him wrong. And I just didn't buy it that I know Jesus has been very loyal to Maggie, but he's also been like the biggest pacifist, and uh, unless yeah. he's staying in there to convince her otherwise i don't see him being you know down with this little murder squad so
5: this this scene her uh, just i hated this scene more than any other in the entire episode oh, yeah, yeah i did not yeah, care for too. this yeah. it yeah. was it, it just and and you know the, the what they did to maggie that, you know that's why i sit there and throw to hormones i can't see any other logical way of explaining her her flip on that in that, it just it just wasn't organic, logical, or anything to me. And no. so this this whole scene just. Well, really... Maggie
4: hasn't
0: really flipped. She's been yeah. wanting him dead the whole time. She even said a couple right. episodes, she's like, "I lured them here, and you know, not out of any strategic thing or to be a good leader. I lured them here so I could hopefully kill Negan." And she was, she even told the one Karen I think it was that you know, I'd have sacrificed a lot to fucking kill Negan." So she hasn't really made a huge change in personality, but I don't see her straight up plotting against Rick. And they're obviously going to move to this little civil war thing. And if Lauren Cohen's going bye-bye, this is probably going to be the the catalyst for it. I don't
1: know. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what they're moving towards.
0: Because I I think
1: if they had a choice, they're still going to keep Rick on the payroll.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Well, presumably are. Uh, Because Negan recovers recovers in the infirmary. Rick and Michonne inform him that he will rot in a cell for the rest of his life, thereby being an example of what can come after, Um, that that people are capable of change and we're not just going to do the death penalty all the time. Gabriel walks through a burned-out church. He kneels at the altar and thanks God for what? And he says, I can see, and so maybe his, his vision is coming back or something. I don't even care anymore. Um... In a flashback Rick's puts the sheriff's hat on 3-year-old Carl as they walk down a country road. In the present he writes a letter to Carl and attributes the new world to his son. So thought it wrapped up fairly okay except for the Maggie murder squad thing and
4: uh which is probably going to fizzle out because
0: I thought it was a good end to a mediocre season mostly.
4: Oh <laughs> well they they've always been good at endings and beginnings
0: and not and always that great at endings. Not always that great <laughs> at, endings. But. Um, you know it's
5: it's funny. I was sitting there trying to think about what each season has its own own mood or whatever that you sit there and think about. Like you know you you think about um, when they're at the prison, and all I can hear when I think about the prison is cicadas in the background. Mm-hmm. making noise or I think of when the governor was in that apartment building at night and they're just sitting there with candles lit and, and stuff because yeah. it just th- those are the slow portions of that part of the season and when I sit there and I think about this this season all I sit there and think about is me is uh, what's his name Eugene and his pickles yeah and uh, <laughs> you know his video games and stuff like that it, it, it doesn't really the, the season didn't really have one of those moments there where I'm just sitting there Focusing on, on on one thing or another, it's just too much, all over the place. Maybe uh, maybe Gregory sitting there doing all of his you know shenanigans, begging for his life, and trying to talk like like he's got a horse in the race. Yeah, but there's nothing else that really stands out to me, is except for maybe Dwight.
0: I'm surprised they didn't kill off like pretty much anybody else that we know. Anyway, um, no. I mean, I, was, I figured at least random guy Cal would have got it this episode. Maybe he didn't. I just didn't care enough to notice. Um, well,
1: they probably thought losing Carl this season was a huge, you know.
0: Well, they wildly misunderstood my blood loss then. Um, <laughs> they need to provide sick. more meat for me. <laughs> they needed to provide at least one more Lucille for me, and they didn't. Because <laughs> that... Yeah, love me some good Hadbash and special effects and a sick fucking puppy that way.
1: Well, we all are. That's why we watch.
0: Right. Yeah. Can't be for the yeah, I mean, great writing.
5: There's the characters you, you you care for, and then there's the characters that are there. Yeah. And when it comes to the characters that you care for, I mean, Rick, well, there's this whole thing about Rick, so we just, you know, that's going to go wherever it's going to go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't there, care look, about Rick anymore. <laughs>
5: Michonne, Daryl, and Carol—you know—and and Maggie, you know—they're the ones that are that are around that. And then there is Morgan and, and Jesus, and you go on down the line. But you know, you sit there and you look at all that, and who do you kill next? Do you kill any of them, or do you have to sit there and just pick someone lower on the on the totem pole? No, that, I think that.
0: that's their problem, I mean, man. Because we don't—we know everything there is to know about the characters that have been around for eight years. Kill them. People I want to know more about is, like, Jesus, Ezekiel, you know,
5: Where does Ezekiel go from here? Does he become a king again? Does he – what does he do?
0: Yeah, does he need to be – he 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 doesn't really need to play that anymore, does he, if everyone's going to get along? But I'm sure he still will.
1: And I want to know more about the lady with the two women. Uh, I can't remember her name. Georgie. yeah. I
0: don't know more no, about check that off. helicopter. Yeah, Chekhov's helicopter. helicopter. I told you that wasn't she happening.
1: Shot. What
0: the hell was that about? <laughs> yeah. No, I told you that wasn't going to be shoehorned in here, Mike. <laughs> You'd have <laughs> to wait on that one. Uh, but Yeah, and why did Jadis? you know, I guess that was her one shot at the helicopter, and she wasn't going to wait for him to come back. So, so I am They kind of even redeemed her for me. I want to know about Anne. I don't give too... You know, how she got... That's kind of interesting, how she got to be weirdo Jadis. Um, They could have tried to make it more interesting in the beginning, but... uh, I don't know. So, I mean, there are some newer characters they can... They're they're hemorrhaging fucking new characters now, though, man. They got to do something. So, maybe a bunch of people's contracts are up in the first episode of the ninth season. (laughs) Uh, the
4: contract usually ended at the end of the season.
0: But they just literally can't give everyone enough time for anyone to give a shit anymore. You know, it's like when they killed off the guy whose name I can't think of, you know, in the... Tobin? the yeah, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, because we he gets, like, one sentence every four episodes for five years, and <laughs> how the fuck are we supposed to care about him? I knew he looked familiar when he died, but yeah, that's all I'd I did great with faces, but...
5: Well, I remember he was doing Carol, when Carol was doing Happy Homemaker Act.
0: Yeah, just, yeah, like when so. they had one scene of her doing a walk of shame from his house. And that's supposed to make us yeah, give a shit. Yeah, like
4: two seasons ago.
0: Right. So, yep. yep. So they got to, you know, either you got to build up your, your second tier people that you're going to knock off so to the point where we give a shit, or you just need to start knocking off the people we already give a shit about. Or you should knock you think... them off before we stop giving a shit about them yeah. more accurately. Do you see, think Gregory is like...
5: going to be back? Do you, do you think we're going to see him again, or is Xander Berkeley gone from the show?
0: Who is that, Brian?
5: Gregory, Xander Berkeley.
0: Oh, yeah, I would think so. He didn't get killed. I would think he's going to come back. He, just, he did just kind of poof out of existence, but I imagine he's...
5: Well, I mean, uh, he's the one that Dwight sent on his way to give Rick the fake plans.
0: Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, he was still and, locked up at Hilltop. So, yeah.
5: yeah, so uh, what, they said he wasn't locked up, though. They just said, you know, he's back there somewhere hiding really away really or whatever. Where is that know?
0: weasel going to go, man? If, he's, <laughs> if somebody's keeping him alive, he's, he's going to be loyal to them at this point. He's going to be on the winning side. I think that's his whole shtick.
5: It's like David Spade and Conehead's.
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
5: But you know that—that's the thing. I was like, I—I really wanted to see somebody kill him. Yeah. And there's really no reason to kill him. <laughs> I mean, he just deserves a walker death. He's—it's kind of like patience grasshopper. grasshopper.
0: Yeah, patience yeah. grasshopper. Uh, yeah.
5: I, I just have a feeling he's going to fade. and You're not going to see anything or, or hear anything. He's not going to come back next season. I just kind of get that kind of feeling.
0: He's one of he's, he, you know, the Xander's rocking it. So they'd be a fool not to bring him back more often. And they
4: don't, they wouldn't need him for a ton of episodes.
0: No, they got a nice little plotline for him going forward in the books, which we won't spoil. But so he's he's definitely could be used. Yeah, more story. To, yeah. All right. Um. Anything else about this episode, guys? We should move on. Yes. Cool. Let's. Um. you need to give me. Five quick minutes. Feel free to talk amongst yourselves, but I do need nicotine, so give me five. Okay. You know, use the bodily functions if you want. This would be a good time. Let's all go to the fucking lobby. continue this gigantic, uh, season recap, and I just lost my page. The Fear the Walking Dead, Season 4, Episode 1, called What's Your Story? It's not about the Fear the Walking Dead people that we know. Although they are in it! Yeah, finally. Um, they really should have just made this one long goddamn Walking Dead episode, but... Uh, second viewing won me over on this one a little bit, but I call this episode, the Morgan of the rings, because there's a damn lot of walking in it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Fellowship of the Morgan. Yeah. (laughs) But we meet a guy named John Dory. He hears a noise while reading by a campfire. He has a great little scene where he's talking to the dark and is unsure of himself because he hasn't heard his own voice in so long. And we get a little backstory about a woman he was in love with. He uh, shoots at an approaching walker and then sees a man standing behind the walker, and hey, it's Morgan. He says, Hi, what's your story? And I'll stop right now. I instantly love this character. I thought the actor killed
5: yeah, it. I like I like this character. I just don't yeah. know how he survived in the Walker apocalypse. Oh, he
0: a he's <laughs> a fucking. He's, got a little bit of
5: badass he's a good shot. In he him. He's a, a good g- shot.
0: Gunslinger, man. He's like. he's... He's cowboy Forrest Gump kind of, but he's not stupid. Yeah, <laughs> but that's kind of what he's talking like. He's that's kind of the vibe I got. But I don't think he's like you know <laughs> cowboy Forrest Gump,
5: isn't it Woody?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that could be. I guess <laughs> yes. So he's Woody. In other words, uh, oh man, you just killed it for me. All right, I don't like the character anymore. Um, See, this was weird for me because.
4: One of the things AMC did was they coupled the Fear episode with The Walking Dead on it, uh, on the app. Yeah. But they The Walking Dead, and all of a sudden I'm sitting there, and this guy is yelling into the dark. i like, what the fuck am I
0: watching? <laughs> yeah, he didn't give any titles or anything. So, they yeah. didn't.
4: I had G- no idea what was happening for like five he rolled minutes.
0: right into it.
1: Yeah.
4: yeah until and, a zombie and,
0: shows and up. He's
1: wearing a cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah. And, you know... <laughs> Looked like he's from the Wild Wild West. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah nah, until I a didn't... zombie
0: shows up, you don't know what's going on. Like, why yeah. am I watching a crazy cowboy show? Yeah.
5: It's funny. I, I didn't recognize Garrett Delahunt from any of the other stuff he did. And we just watched the first season of The Gifted. Right. Yeah. And he but... was on there as some sort of doctor. Yeah. And was, it, just, uh, was he on the Sarah Connor Chronicles?
0: Uh, uh, yeah. He was the Terminator, wasn't he? I, I
5: thought he was. Well, was he Cromarty? Yeah, yeah. I think so.
0: Been a long time. Was, it, was that the
5: character's name? Yeah, he, uh, no, he was John Henry. On yeah, there.
4: that was it, right?
5: John Henry. Okay, but uh, okay, yeah, I remember that now. But, so yeah, he's and, he's one of those character mm-hmm. actors that just kind of sits in the background on everything he does.
0: Well, I hope yeah, right. I hope he's other than I want to see our older cast members more too, but I I really want to see this guy's story going forward. I really like him so.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and then we go back to Walking Dead. In flashback, Morgan hangs laundry at his... This is how the AMC recap was written, too. It's kind of funny. In a flashback, Morgan hangs laundry at his hideout in the heaps. Jesus visits him and urges him to rejoin their community. Then Morgan I would makes, like
4: to renew our acquaintance. Like, yeah, go. yeah. That's very formal.
0: Yeah. Jesus. And then the next one is Morgan makes coffee in his hideout, and Carol visits him and implores him to join the community so he can be with other people that care about him. And then Morgan cooks in his hideout, and Rick Grimes visits and pleads with him to return to the community. Saying, okay, question. Yeah.
4: Did this actually happen?
0: I, yeah, right? Who knows? Or oh, is
4: this all in Morgan's head? I who wasn't knows?
0: sure. Um, yeah, six of one, half a dozen of the others. Is other.
4: this happening or Morgan's imagination? <laughs> yeah,
0: who knows, but when well, he gets sick of his, his head visitors, if that's the case, and he just decides to leave. Yeah, see so Pex's backpack and like fuck these people coming to visit me. What part of I don't want to be around people don't you guys get?
4: Well, if you don't want to be around people, you don't tell them where you are.
0: Well, that's yeah. Carol tried that and she's still got fresh produce brought to her. So, well,
4: uh, Carol was right next door.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, she's she's pretty shitty at running away. <laughs> but so at he, least
1: he brought a tiger.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Morgan grabs his stick and, and attaches one of those little runaway bags to the end of it. He should have. He really should have. And then walks off. And uh, Morgan walks down the road and hears the voices of his friends trying to convince him to stay. So maybe they we're all in his head. Uh, he stops at an intersection and ruminates through the night. In the morning, he decides to keep walking. So Eventually, he breaks into a run. So actually, Morgan is Forrest Gump now.
4: But he's, break, he's breaking it up a little bit. He's walking a little bit. <laughs> yeah. He's building
0: yeah. up his endurance. Yeah, <laughs> he runs all the way to goddamn Texas.
4: <laughs> yeah, where were they? Where did they end up? I had I have local sense of geography.
0: They're they're in Texas, I guess. In Texas the, now? the sign even comes up like you are now entering Texas. Uh, yeah. I must have I must have missed the sign. I did fall asleep during this episode. <laughs> and,
5: and, guys, East Texas is tree land. Yeah. So I, I don't know where they were.
0: Really? Yeah. Huh. Um. So he hotwires an abandoned car. He does drive a couple times. And it actually runs out of fuel, unlike most cars in this world. Um, Morgan walks for days still. And we're like 20 minutes into the episode. He spots a group of people in distance and walks the other way. And he continues to walk. What well, I would On foot and in car. Well, he doesn't walk in car.
4: <laughs>
0: but um, that's how AMC wrote it, not me. <laughs> Uh, Morgan finds a wounded man coughing in a car And he leaves some first aid supplies on the car seat But the guy's like, I don't want him Just leave me alone And Morgan arrives at the Texas border
4: You don't have to tell Morgan to leave somebody alone twice
0: Yeah Um, He spots an infected heading towards a man in the field And we get his perspective on the opening scene And the man shoots him and introduces himself as John Dory Invites Morgan to take shelter in his car for the night He offers him beans and candy And Morgan is being a little crazy and refuses his help. And John also asks if Morgan came across the woman, who is the double of his gun. So Morgan sneaks out of John's car in the middle of the night and walks on down the road, big surprise, and peeks into an empty tent lit by a lantern and someone knocks him unconscious. So he wakes up to find a thug, Leland, and another thug holding him at gunpoint uh, while going through his bag. John shows up and shoots the gun out of Leland's hand, uh, but surrenders when Leland's crew surrounds him. Um, Leland and his crew hold John and Morgan captive, and a woman we learn is Althea drives up in a fucking tricked-out SWAT vehicle from hell and offers Leland a case of ramen noodles in exchange for the prisoners. Uh, When Leland refuses, she pulls a lever, the lever, to reveal the... uh, vehicle is rigged with machine guns and some kind of automated system, real Mad Max vehicle type thing uh, which is what you'd be expecting to see on the roads by now. actually't be expecting to see anything but fucking horses on the road by now but whatever we've suspended that one already. Elthea drives the Morgan and John in the back of the vehicle. she tells them that they owe her for saving their lives. And she parks and gets out a video camera. Reveals that she's a journalist and wants to get their stories on record. So I like Althea too. I, I want to know more about both of these characters. I mean, what do you guys think?
1: Well, I really was curious about how the hell does she get her hands on a SWAT vehicle? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
1: And you know, and it where the fuck does she get her bullets? Is she buying them from? From Eugene, I'm just curious. <laughs> that well, you up
4: know,
0: right now. That's <laughs> gotta problem. imagine there's more than one bullet maker, yeah, know, out there in the world. Um, how
5: okay. is that camcorder still running, guys? If that's Texas, then there are just barrels and barrels of bullets in every right. Walmart. That would be the into. state, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So
0: <laughs> that would be the one yeah. state; it wouldn't have a bullet problem in the apocalypse. Yeah, but you know
4: what? You would think that'd be the first place looted in Texas,
0: right? But Texas is pretty fucking big too,
4: so.
5: Yeah, and there's 1,470,000 bullets for every person in Texas available. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I think there, there's a surplus out there. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, and yeah, hopefully we'll get the story because, yeah, I kind of want to know where you get a SWAT vehicle like that too as a journalist, you know. Right. Um, well, Thea drives with Morgan, and, and obviously the bad guys, you know, give up when there's automated machine guns pointing at them. So she drives Morgan and John in the back of the vehicle. And tells them that they are. I already read that. And she's a journalist. There we go. Uh, the next day, Althea interviews John on camera. And uh, your thing about the video camera, I agree with that too, Mike. But, uh, you know, whatever. It's probably rigged away to charge it off the, the friggin' battery or something. Yeah, you should
4: get charged off the, off the spot vehicle. McGyver
0: to, yeah. Yeah, you could, I mean, we got chargers now that you plug into the yeah, the car so yeah um, I know what the fuck she thinks she's going to show it on Is I think one of the I think Morgan actually asked her is like uh, no news stations anymore no YouTube I don't know if you knew yeah. that <laughs> but whatever <laughs> um, so she interviews John we find out about his uh, girlfriend Laura that he met after the fall um, and she uh, turns the camera on Morgan who um, pretty much brushes her off and leaves them and John runs after Morgan to give him fresh socks. This was such a cute... I just, you know, I just want to adopt a John Dory, you know. (laughs) uh,
2: He's
4: kind of adorable,
0: isn't (laughs) he? They spot one of Leland's cars parked nearby. Leland's uh, crew surrounds Morgan, John, and Althea and demands the keys to Althea's truck. Morgan and John fight off their captors in quite a badass fashion. It was just kind of a quick look from Morgan to to john and you know john john actually makes the first move and like knocks someone's gun out of their hand and morgan finishes up and althea kicks leland and runs to the truck but leland pulls her out john opens the door now this is where my ears started to bleed a little bit john opens the door to an abandoned trailer and heard a big fucking herd of infected streams out and i'm just I'd wonder why there were that many walkers locked in one mobile home exactly.
4: And how did the mobile home not how did the sides not fall out?
0: Right. I mean plot need scene obviously, but this was like the fucking clown car of zombie filled trailers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was it just was. like they just kept
0: coming out of the fucking thing. And I started trying to count the dead when they finished up the scene and I'm like, there's at least thirty of these fuckers laying on the ground, I'm like come on, guys. You know. Couldn't have been like a working. Why did this become a black and white show? What? What do you mean?
4: I had no. Yeah, there I had no colors. Did Zack Snyder direct this episode?
0: I don't
5: think so. No, there, so there was. There uh, was complaints about the uh, the dull gray filter that was used on the show. Huh? But that was. Yeah, when because when you watched Morgan at the garbage dump, it was really bright That's and colorful. Yeah, the, and as soon as he left and met John, there was no color. It almost looked black and white for the entire episode. There was a lot of complaints about
0: that. Oh, I guess I didn't even really notice that. Oh.
1: I didn't either. <laughs> Dory right. was too interesting for me to care. Try, I noticed yeah. that when the commercials came Oh, on. the
0: beginning. You're talking about the beginning? Well, the beginning of the episode actually had color. Right, yeah, but... No, barely. No, the beginning scene with John Dory, John though, is Dory, kind of Dory. almost in black and white.
4: Well, that was, also, that was also at night. Right. I noticed it more during the daytime scenes when they were just... It looked very drab.
0: Yeah, kind I'm actually going through some footage right now. Mm. Yeah, it is kind of a, a wonky filter. I don't. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I have Ultra K. It looked fine to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I get sucked in. I don't really get details like that sometimes. Um,
4: well, you see, I also have commercials, so. Right. I, all of a sudden, they, the commercials look very bright.
0: That's true. Yeah, I watched this one with commercials, too, actually. so um, That
4: was what made me notice it, actually.
0: Yeah. Uh, where are we here? Yeah, but the clown car zombie trailer, just have one just wander out of the woods at the right time or something, guys. It's just as stupid, but... No, it's not just as stupid. You had too many goddamn zombies in that mobile home, and it didn't make sense. So one demerit for this episode. It was pretty much the only one. Um, other than overriding Morgan thing, which I'll talk about. But Leland looks for the keys to the truck. Althea dangles keys in front of him and tosses them into some bushes, and he runs after the keys... And Dumbass gets himself uh, bit by a snake as Texas, and he searches for the keys. Um, Morgan charges at a rooftop sniper and gets shot in the leg, and he fights the sniper with his stick. His foe dangles from the roof, his infected snap at him below. But Morgan, the good guy now, saves him. Uh, but the shooter tackles him, and they fall from the roof and land on the floor, infected devour the sniper. Morgan finds a grenade. Always gotta love a good grenade gag. Pulls the pin and takes cover in a bathtub and Indiana Jones instantly went through my head. And Actually, great. I don't think
4: a lethal weapon. Yeah.
0: Lethal weapon, too. <laughs> that's right, that's right. When they dove in the tub after the that's
4: toilet. That's right, bottle. yep.
0: There we go. So wrong reference in my brain. Bad brain. It was a fridge, the Indy Jones <laughs> thing. The grenade explodes and Morgan limps out of the trailer. Althea sprints to the truck. Leland slams the door in her face and tells her the key didn't work and she reveals it the wrong he's dumbass, and John shoots Leland. Althea escapes as he's devoured by the infected, then guns down the infected with a swap machine gun, which are all conveniently placed right on zombie head level. And I guess you would want to, so that makes sense.
4: Well, on, she was spouting out. She was spouting off uh, one or two that hit them in the head.
0: Yeah, I, I want to learn her story, too, because, uh, yeah, she's, she's got some armor there. Uh, John and gets she's my... Fun. F- she seems very fun. Yeah. John gets my favorite insult of the episode uh, award for calling the guy he had to shoot a unique kind of asshole, which is an insult I'm definitely going to use on somebody someday. You're a unique kind of asshole. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Just rolls off the tongue. Morgan, John, Not and the Althea... the the mean way to happen. Yeah. Morgan, John, and Althea get back on the road. Althea informs that uh, the white, there have been white-numbered flags have been appearing in the area hmm, over the past few weeks, so mystery to be solved. Althea points out that Morgan still owes her an interview and he finally agrees. And this is where my biggest fears come into play, is that for one, let me just state right now, see if you guys agree with me, Morgan didn't have to be in this episode. He doesn't have to do the crossover. There's really he's erroneous. He's a stunt, he's a trick by the fucking producers. He could they can win me over, but I'd rather just i I don't want to see this show hemorrhaging characters and i really like althea and john and i still don't give a fuck enough about morgan to want him in this but and especially this scene made me cringe because he literally tells us what we just goddamn saw on the episode before this you know that's his first interview with althea so yeah just came from atlanta and then virginia and belonged to several settlements and uh, we just had a fight with a big group and then I walked off and now you don't have to watch it like the last three seasons. Right. And I'm just like, Oh my God, if this, if this better be it, this better be Morgan's whole story. Cause I don't want to hear any more of the story. I already fucking know. And if the producers have some bizarro thought going through their head that there's a shit ton of people that started watching the Free of the walking dead and have never heard of the flagship show, then they need to be fired. Because you ain't even watching this show if you don't know what's going on in the other one. So and yet,
5: didn't David Pascarella start off listening to our show about
0: fear? Very true, very true. Um, but and now he's watching the regular Walking Dead first, though. And mm-hmm. he, you know, so but still, the vast majority. David's a mutant like us, so I mean. <laughs> We can't really hold him up as the sample for humanity. <laughs> he's doing, like, his Walking Dead vision quest. He's going to love me for this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know, but it just seems so stupid. This whole crossover just seems like such a stunt, and I hope they can... It just still feels like with Morgan, it's like it's just, well, how long until Morgan becomes murdery again? That's all they have left to do with him.
4: Yeah, because apparently he's not anymore. Apparently right. He like uh, again. He's, he's a Buddhist, Buddhist
0: again. Yeah, so... Prove me wrong, writers, please, but it's going to take a lot. Um, as I said, don't don't sacrifice John and Althea's story and the fucking rest of the cast that we already love, you know, for Morgan, or you're, I'm done. I'm seriously, if this becomes like a new story from Morgan every week to Althea about something we've already seen, I am fucking done. I mean, I'm not even kidding. You know kids. what
4: this reeks of? <laughs> they have no more story from Morgan in the main show, and Lenny James is still under contract.
0: Right, it really does, man. Yeah. And they're making him swear up and down. It's like, no, no, this is my choice. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't... I just don't think Gimple had the heart to fire you. <laughs> so he's, like, fucking kicking it down the road. <laughs> literally. <laughs> to the other show. <laughs> I, don't no, I, I, I don't know. No,
1: I don't know. Are you done bitching?
0: Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All
1: right. Well,
0: I... Are you insinuating I, like Gorg... I bitch on this show, Beth? <laughs> <laughs> A lot. No.
1: no. I I really liked Morgan. If they were going to have a character crossover, I think I'd prefer Morgan more than anyone else, uh, simply because uh, the way that he traveled before and how he ended up getting the training with the stick, all that was really interesting to his story. And the fact that he keeps saying Throughout this whole season, how he doesn't die. Yeah. Well, that rang a lot to me, like it did with Daniel.
0: Yeah.
1: How Daniel keeps saying he doesn't die, or that he has some sort of purpose the past couple of seasons that he was on. So, it it really makes me wonder where they're going to go with this. I think they really have a purpose. For Morgan and Daniel. Although I do understand that Daniel Salazar is not going to be on here as much. But I still think he's going to be very important to the story.
0: Yeah.
2: And
1: yeah. and they are going somewhere with this.
0: I hope so. It would be such a loss if, if he's not back. Ruben Blatt is. But.
1: And I can really see... And I don't want this taken out of context, but I think that Daniel and Morgan would have amazing chemistry on TV because yeah. of their characters the way they are. Seeing no, I, those two guys yeah. together, that would be yeah. amazing to I'm, see.
0: I'm glad you said that because I think you make a good point. And I think in the long run, and this is why I'm going to – this is the angle on which I'll, I'm giving this crossover a chance, is that – Morgan does fit better into this show, in a way. And the reason is, is this show plays more with archetypes than the regular Walking Dead. So, I mean, you now we've got gunslinger, you know, John Dory. We've got, um, you know, the, the archetype of Junkie with uh, with Nick. We've got the archetype of the matriarch with, with Maddie. Um, we got the art- archetype of the con man you know, Strand. with uh, with Strand and and Morgan kind of fits in as this this archetype, and it's what he's been playing in Walking Dead, is this archetype of wounded, you know, uh, dishonored samurai, um, right? In a way, uh, so I think in that, and they do love to play with the more religious themes and the symbology and fear the Walking Dead, and that's what we've always liked about it. So he could fit better in this universe, and I hope. I hope there's still some of the same writers that we've enjoyed on Fear of the Walking Dead taking care of this, because they could fit him in here to where it would satisfy me. And I really hope they do, because they're obviously going to... We've already sacrificed an entire episode where we don't know what's going on with the people we already enjoy for three years. so.
1: And what really scares me is the fact that um, Gamble is, is supposed to be on Fear now. Yeah. This really well,
4: well, he's does like Eminent of I think he
0: failed upwards I think he's got a good solid contract too And they're like alright you're overseeing Everything but Hopefully I think he was Letting the micromanaging shit get away From him and that's where some of the problems Started coming in so They're hopefully going to hire some more people To get into the guts of this and rework it Both shows And he'll just kind of like kick back And collect a paycheck <laughs> So that'd be okay by me.
1: Well, I think that would be really smart for them to go ahead and let them collect a paycheck because I think that's why Walking Dead is in so much trouble.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It really is. Because the, the- in the beginning, there was all this gorgeous writing. And then towards, I don't know, maybe uh, the fifth season we started getting all this lazy shit where we were going nowhere.
0: Yeah, and we're not the only uh, ones singing about it. It's all, you know, lots of fan madness has been leveled him. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And with fear not having a comic book or having I guess a bible so to so to speak, yeah. gives us an opportunity for them to really do great things. So I, I'm, I'm not – I'm looking forward to fear more than I have The Walking Dead, and I can't believe I'm saying that because I had a really hard time with The Walking Dead and wanting to like it or enjoy it as much when it began. And then I found myself liking it more and more because there was always a, a really good story behind it or the religion symbolo- yeah. symbology, and, and – Daniel, really always, I loved him on screen. Yeah. He, he made me fall in love with it even more. So I hope that they don't have him gone too long.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, as I said, they're going to have to do some deft, you know, shuffling of, of this new cast to to make everyone still feel important. You know, the people that I said we have followed for three years, so. They're they're walking on eggshells, or they better walk on eggshells and and still give us what we like of the old Fear the Walking Dead.
5: Well, I mean, the thing is that you got to worry about. The the one thing I worry about is that we bring these new characters, you know, Dory, Althea, and Morgan around uh, Mr., uh, I mean, Maddie and the team, they're gonna die. Everybody dies around them.
0: <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, so far <laughs> nobody
5: survives. Maddie in her group. No,
0: well, I think Althea's got to be safe for a while because we have to get caught up because this is a time jump for Fear the Walking Dead. Right. Um, so, and Which I means think
5: we're gonna have full episodes of flashback of how they got to
0: here. That's all right, you know, because I want to know because I'm pissed that we are being robbed of that kind of in a way by doing the fl- you know the time jump. So I want to know. I want to see all that shit.
4: Eventually yeah, they but... all right, get back together. But this is and the perfect like like vehicle. Needed...
5: It looks like they need to do it right. They, they need to like... do it right. I, I want to know. Cause...
1: Okay, if you're going to introduce new characters then they better fucking give us the backstory, because I really am liking so far Dory's backstory. But what yeah. what the fuck is Athea hiding?
0: Well, hope we'll find out Why eventually. Why can't she
1: tell her story? Well, see,
0: that's the problem. When we finally find that out, that's when she's done. Yeah. <laughs> so she can't tell it until... Because this no, is the perfect vehicle yes. for...
5: Guys, I know what her backstory is. She was stuck on a desert island with all these people that thought they were in purgatory.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, I thought you were going to say they were on a sailor ship. Nope, nope. (laughs) Crashed on a plane. She had love her
5: with Peter Pan. Was she on Once Upon a Time also? (laughs) I don't know. Oh, no, no. She got her head ripped off by a vampire, even though she was a vampire.
0: I did not see that one. That was a Twilight um, reference. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was thinking
1: Gilligan's Island, people. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: already Made me lose my train of thought here. Guys.
1: Okay, let's get back to it. <laughs> uh, what
0: the hell was I going to say? Back on track. Uh, no, the, her, even though it's pretty much stolen from World War Z, the book, not the movie, um, having the journalist in the apocalypse is kind of the perfect way. I got to applaud him. This is, I didn't know how they would do a time jump. You know, logically, and this is the best way to do it is that she's now going to interview Maddie and Nick and and Alicia, and we're going to find out what happened after the dam, which I wanted to know. So, because apparently they're all together. So,
5: yeah, but the thing is, is that Nick isn't going to be able to give her anything because if he's found any drugs along the way, his memory's no good.
0: It'll be very interesting to see how much of uh, her, of you know, how good Alfie is that she can sift through strands bullshit. And even Maddie's bullshit. You know, we will going to see if Althea's good enough to get Maddie's dark, deep secrets, too, which we already kind of know, but I'm not sure we know all of it.
4: Now, the last time we really saw Strand, was that when he learned, uh... that one, after he had his conversation with the astronauts?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Well, um, yeah. I yeah. Mean, he was at the the dam. So maybe he's less of a con man now, now that he knows that the whole world is fucked. I don't know. Um... I guess once the comment always a comment. We'll see. There's something going on, which we'll, he we'll knew, learn here he in a minute. He
5: enough but... to know that he had the tools needed to survive when it started. I don't think that that has changed and that he just is always going to do what he needs to survive. He's a much cooler Eugene.
0: So after after we get uh, Morgan's semi-story about um, Althea pushes him a bit and demands an answer on why he left, and he's just like, I lose people and then I lose myself. He says, and then he walks off, but he he also kind of grills her on, you know, why she's doing this and, you know, her background, and she's not at all forthcoming with the answers, so the mystery is there. And he hobbles down the road, and he recognizes an abandoned car and then sees an infected man walking up ahead. He starts to walk after him but trips while trying to escape two infected, and uh, John shows up and stabs him not not morgan the infected <laughs> and, and apparently morgan <laughs> stopped being a terminator when he left the other show because even fucking wounded morgan should have been able to kill two walkers i'm sorry but he, he like yeah. got the hopeless bug all of a sudden he doesn't kill now no well he still kills walkers but he was pretty sad i mean just turn around and fucking stab him you know but he's just like stabling stumbling away like he's gonna beat them you know He can barely walk and he's running from them and he falls over like a bad 80s slasher movie. It
5: made me think of that Zamboni uh, scene in in Deadpool. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah,
0: in Naked Gun, yeah. (laughs) John helps Morgan catch up to the infected man, who was, of course, the guy, the wounded man that he tried to help earlier. Um, He kills the man and then buries the body in the woods. And the theme that's been repeated a couple times in this uh, episode was, you know, we're always alone, basically. and you know It's like, you don't have to be alone. Oh, we're always alone. Uh, so back in the truck, Morgan insists that he's only traveling with John and Nothia until his leg heals. Yeah, yeah, whatever, dude. Um, you, we, you're on the new show. You're going to be doing something. And he explains. He's an indentured
4: servant until he gives an interview.
0: Probably, yeah. John explains that they're uh, setting out to find Laura, who's lost love, and John gives them the candy. John's always good with the candy. Uh, just, oh, just an adopted short John Dory um, Althea sees a woman crawling on the road and she pulls over and walks up to help her and it's Alicia and Alicia points a sharp weapon at uh, where well, she goes there's bad people here she's still acting and you know Althea's like what bad people and Alicia's Althea, pretty much like us hi we're bandits now <laughs> haven't seen us in a while have you uh, and then Nick Strand and Luciana emerge from the bushes and hold Morgan, John and Althea at gunpoint and we finally get to see the cast of this show. Uh, so, yeah, it pissed me off a little bit, but we probably should have expected it.
4: And then, uh, and then the show ends.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it. And uh, Presumably mm-hmm. we'll be getting Althea interviewing all of our favorite cast members and find out what happened after the dam. Yay.
5: And, and Woody Harrelson will show up looking for a Twinkie.
1: <laughs> I just really, it really, really <laughs> pissed me off, the ending, the way they, you know, Brought the new characters uh, to meet our older characters. I mean, seriously, I just never saw Maddie stooping to the kind of level where they acted like bandits ever. She seemed yeah. too proud for that shit.
0: Yeah. I mean, she'd cap a fucker in a heartbeat, but, you know, she yeah, I didn't see her as a thief and stuff like that. Oh, uh-uh.
5: uh, no. I'm, I'm sure we're going to get rich. some sort of justification for it in the next episode. You know, this is our test to make sure that you're okay people and here have, you know, we've, we've got a whole community here. Just uh, give us a chance to destroy it and get all of you killed and so we can move on to the next.
1: It just sounds like a bunch of hooey bullshit.
4: Have Maddie on this, David.
0: I'm just pissed the way they did this. They should have just made this an extra long Walking Dead and done the, you know, We've been cheated out of an episode of our favorite characters, in my opinion, but I'm willing to give it a shot because I do like the, you know, Althea and John, and I think they'd be good additions to this universe. I want to see what happened, how they. I I need to see a lot of what happened getting up to this point, so hopefully a good chunk of the season might be you know, catching up through Althea, and I think they have to, because I, I feel cheated out of two years of Fear the Walking Dead stories because they right. had to do this time jump. Um, and I'm still not really happy about them being as far, no offense to you guys, but as being as far west as Texas. I still wanted to, or not as far east as Texas. I still wanted to see, I want to see fucking zombie Vegas, man. Somebody give me zombie Vegas. <laughs> Why can't we see it's that? Pretty
4: much how Vegas is now.
0: Well, right, but at least they'll all be, you know, <laughs> be zombies in like these extravagant gowns and tourist zombies to with big ass cameras around their the neck. neck and...
1: <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. chicken ranch uh, zombies, you get it's zombie It's just cookers. probably because you know they can't get a bunch of naked boobies all over the place. <laughs> no, no. That would be disgusting. (laughs) Roddy boobies, zombie
5: boobies. We've seen zombie boobies. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, you know, zombie boobies that are half eaten. You can see the the you know the pouch on the inside (laughs) from the fake boob. Yeah, that's okay
0: because it disgusts and and doesn't excite anyone. I guess I don't know. (laughs) The problem is it probably does excite somebody. There's real thirty fours out there.
1: True. Uh, or or knowing, and, and if they had a bunch of Mexicans running around, they'd find some way to use it as medicine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so I, I, you know, I'm cautiously I'm Mexican, optimistic. By the way,
1: people, I'm just saying. <laughs> I know my people.
5: <laughs> you know, I'll say one thing about this episode, um, mm-hmm. about Althea, or Maggie Grace in, in specific, is that this is the first time I've seen a character of hers that I actually like.
0: Yeah. I mean, in,
5: in everything else that I've seen her, and she annoyed the hell out of me. Yeah, and I guess she's generally... just that good of an actress, so I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of impressed.
0: <laughs> I'm betting, though, there's something out there. You don't get a shot, you know. She, she's... She's a journalist that has a, a well-armed SWAT vehicle. There's there's some blood on her fingernails somewhere to get that kind of stuff. So I'm sure we'll be unveiling her story, too. I'm cautiously I, I optimistic.
1: That Alicia looked at her in the end like, what the fuck? I'm trying to rob you, and you're asking me my story? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great.
5: She just wants to know what her hair care product tips are.
0: Yeah, <laughs> called Ambush Fresh, I think.
5: <laughs>
0: that? Well, well, I just, think
5: we did it, guys. Are we, are we done there? I
0: did I think so. Uh, hour and thirty-four minutes. Yeah, I think we could call it a night. I guess. I mean, we don't. They didn't leave us with much else to talk about. It was it was the Morgan of the Rings, and we've we've gotten to at least uh, you know the, the end of the Fellowship of the Ring now. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, and I think it's because we're it's in that, that journey mode right now, we don't know where the season is going to go. So it's really hard to to speculate. Are they going to wind up someplace? Are they, is it just going to be com- constantly traveling or, or what? We just don't know. So it's mm-hmm. hard to sit there and come up with an idea on the theme of the season. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, we do know that they do have their own um, – Community
0: at this point. Yeah, and some of the previews have showed like Maggie yeah. eating, some you know, someplace. Yeah, looks like an amusement cool. park or something. And they're like a yeah, we slide do there? know that. Yeah,
5: yeah. we going to Zombie Land. Is Bill Murray going to show up?
0: Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> that would help ratings. That would people would love that shit. Um. <laughs> so yeah, cautiously optimistic. I am still not a fan that. Morgan is even in this mix I would have just seen this yeah I would have just soon seen the two shows continue as separate worlds now uh, wait a
1: minute I do have a question though real quick now it was Daniel and Morgan who felt that they have a purpose or can't die was there someone else though wasn't there someone else one other person that kept saying the same thing
5: probably Nick
0: yeah, maybe. Well, he was like all about walking with the dead, but I don't know if he ever said those words exactly. No,
1: I don't think so. Um, Wait, was it the guy who they did kill at the dam, the God fearing guy, the way that they took him out? Do you remember oh, him? Efrain, was it Efrain. him? Yeah, Ephraim yeah, him. Was it him the reason why I'm feeling this way or thinking that?
0: I don't know, but he was clearly wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, and I, I hope we don't just lose Daniel in flashbacks or something. I hope that's not where you know.
1: Oh, Ruben that comes would be in. a damn shame. That yeah, would.
0: Because they kind of <laughs> have to do a lot of flashbacks, and and hopefully they can juggle it so we get flashbacks and story moving forward at the same time. Um, or it could get boring. But, so we got. Well, get then it Morgan scenes sense. now too.
1: It wouldn't make sense why they would bring Morgan over when you've got two people feeling that way. Yeah. Oh, I know who it was. It was Ezekiel. The reason why I was saying that.
0: He said he did. Oh, he,
5: he says nobody because yeah, he was saying nobody dies. We We lose no one. Right.
2: Nobody.
0: Right. That's
5: and what he is, lost yeah. everyone. Yeah,
0: but he was right. quite wrong about that. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> That's what happens. When you stand in an open field. Yeah. Uh, you should take care. Yeah. Uh, Everybody died, so is he, you should take whatever Ezekiel says is the exact opposite of what he means. He <laughs> lost okay. all of his number. Mm-hmm.
6: Well,
1: I, I was just curious with the whole, you know, I, I really hope good things for fear. I just, I'm praying to God they don't fuck it up and they bring Daniel back and make something great.
0: They just better make me like Morgan again or this is all going to feel like just taken away from the characters I do like so
5: any word on the ratings for last week?
0: Uh, no, I haven't. Uh,
5: for, fear, for fear, I'm not Walking Dead itself. I know that they didn't do as good as previous seasons on the finale, but uh, if, if Fear's premiere did better,
0: we got a bump. Yeah, I don't know the way they did it. As Mike says, you didn't even know you were watching it at first, so it's like if you didn't keep up on the uh, the marketing, you might have just turned the goddamn. It's like what is this crazy cowboy show I'm watching? You might right. change the channel, so I don't know how smart that was. Today
5: is actually Frank Delane's birthday.
4: All right. Hi. Happy
2: birthday,
0: Frank. Hey, happy birthday,
5: Frank. Hi, Frank. It, it also is uh, Robbie Amell, who was Firestorm, and he was also on a couple other shows, but he was Firestorm on The Flash, and uh James McAvoy, Profe- Professor X, And Toby Stevens, if you're watching Lost in Space, he's the father on Lost in Space. All their birthdays today. Really, really weird. Happy birthday! uh, And then this one actress has the worst name ever, but she's a good actress, and that's Gugu Mbatha-Raw. She was in uh, Cloverfield Paradox. And um, what was that Tom Hanks movie where he got fired from Sam's and then got in a relationship with Julia Roberts?
0: I have no idea. I
5: forget the name of that. But, uh, Watch all movies those with today.
0: both Tom Hanks and Julia Roberts. That would be absurd. Um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> all right, let's wrap okay. this up, kids. Um, so this year, Fear of the Walking Dead cast will be back next week to cover Fear of the Walking Morgan. Bye, folks. <laughs>
6: yeah. Bye. Adios. Adios. Yeah mm-hmm. Everybody pass me by